Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. And you are listening to Real Presence Live. I'm Deacon Dan Goshi, along with Father Anthony Craig. We're broadcasting from St. Joseph Church in Crosby, Minnesota, where uh, Father Anthony is our pastor, and I serve as a deacon. We also uh, serve at uh, Our Lady of Fatima in Garrison. But, hi, Father. Hi, Deacon Dan. How are you? Remember me from church? I remember you. Okay, great. That's, you're the guy with the thing. The and thing. The, and the, the dolmatic, etc. Yeah, I take that lid off of your cup so you can... <laughs> otherwise, how would you gain access to it? <laughs> that was appalling. No, mm. no I'm just kidding. How dare you do No that? average mortal could possibly remove this. No. This, Paul this takes this, different blood. This chalice. Somebody, we need somebody special. <laughs> so special. I've been this. meaning to tell you yes, yes. that you are very special. I can, <laughs> well, I've heard it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> In praise many, the many Lord. different contexts I've heard that. <laughs> oh. So here we are uh, doing doing real presence live again. It's been a little what, couple of months. It has and been I, a couple of months. It's great to limit be back us to every couple of months when they're desperate. Yeah. And they, <laughs> They call out. We say all the good, absolutely. All the good hosts were unavailable. Can you guys do it? And so we're like, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. We got this. Oh yeah, we got this. Can we? Can we do the whole thing, Minnesotan, this time? Oh, for sure. Just want to launch right in there with a the hot dish and some Jello here. And <laughs> gosh, what a good day! Okay, huh? yeah. You know, Jeez. just we need to calm down. You know, settle, settle yeah. down a little bit there. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Oh, say. Okay. Okay. <laughs> So, uh, anyway, it says on here, brief welcome. Did we do that part? We did that okay. part. How about, the Lord. how about a little prayer to get us started? Then? That would be a great way to start. All right. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Our Lord and our God, we know that you are here, that you see us, and that you hear us. We adore you with profound reverence. We ask pardon for our sins and ask you to make our lives fruitful in your service. Mary, our Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, our Universal Patron, our Guardian Angels, Intercede for us. Amen. 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 Of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. So, uh, we have uh, two hours. Two-hour show. Two-hour show. Yeah. And uh, there's, there's going to be a certain theme today, isn't there? There is the theme. The theme of fatherhood. Fatherhood. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I said mm-hmm. it. Fatherhood. Fatherhood. I feel like I should use like a British accent, a slight British accent. Why don't when I you say go it. British? I'll go Minnesotan. We'll see you at Fatherhood. <laughs> no, fatherhood is a great topic, though. Fatherhood in general is is really near and dear to my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was studying in, at the John Paul II Institute for Studies on Marriage and Family, one of the things that I was fascinated with was just fatherhood in general. Um, the spiritual fatherhood, but also natural fatherhood, because when I was assigned to my first parish um, as an associate pastor, I worked under another priest, and I saw that I was filling out even natural fatherhood sometimes, mm. uh, because single mothers would bring their sure. children to me to kind of just talk to them. Mm-hmm. I mean, they didn't have a lot of instruction for me when I met with these teenagers. They were typically teenagers, 14, 15, 16, and 
I, a part of me was like, well, I don't know what to talk about. How, how are you? How's life? You know, was the beginnings of it. I enjoy your but shoes. They would open up, um, you know, because they trusted me. And, I, mm-hmm. you know, we would talk about different things in life that they were mm-hmm. dealing with. And I tried to give practical suggestions and maybe guide them a little bit. But I noticed myself going, I'm filling in a role here of, of not only spiritual fatherhood, but even what a natural father would do for this child. Mm-hmm. But he's not around. Mm-hmm. You know, and it started to fascinate me a little bit, grew in me as a desire to kind of focus on that a little bit more. And when Bishop Service sent me out to Washington, D.C. to finish this degree on the theology of marriage and family, I wanted to focus on fatherhood in my thesis. Mm-hmm. And so I, I ended up, you know, working on a thesis, um, and it was on the fatherhood of the priest, according to Joseph Ratzinger, Benedict XVI. And I just loved the study for that. I loved reading lots and lots of Ratzinger and Benedict XVI kind of just constantly. It was wonderful. And he spoke about the priest as a a true father, an authentic father, Mm -hmm. but in the order of grace, not in the order of nature. Mm -hmm. Uh, The order of nature is different, but also the order of nature is called to be a spiritual father. You know, St. Augustine said long ago, you know, fulfill my office in your homes. As he was speaking to the laity, he was speaking to fathers specifically. St. Augustine said that, uh, which means you're like a bishop in your home, Mm -hmm. you know, as a father. It's kind of uh, a beautiful thing where you where you sanctify, you govern, um, you know, you teach. You know, those are kind of things that you do in a certain way. Uh, of course, with a benevolence that people can catch and understand from the way you're doing it. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, I love this topic because what is a father is actually a tough question sometimes. You know, mm-hmm. you you look at what is a father. You know, what is a father? Who is he? Uh, what's his identity? How do you def- define that? Obviously, you can say, well, he's one who, um, you know, helps contribute to the bringing in of a child into the world. You know, he's, that's what a father is by nature, you know. Mm-hmm. But there's more to it. You know, he, he gives life, sure, he's part of giving life. But then he also helps that life towards its fulfillment because, yeah, after you have a child, I mean, that's kind of a, a simpler part, especially mm-hmm. for the father. You know, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. he's kind of like, all right. But then the job begins, right. you know, like, right. well, I've got to get in here, you know, <laughs> and guide this this child mm-hmm. who sort of looks like me, sort of looks like my wife. <laughs> uh, you know, like we've got to, we've got to somehow like bring this one towards their end, their yeah. their ultimate end with God. You mm-hmm. know, to to do that, and it, it's just I love I love uh, focusing on it from time to time with a certain frequency because it's something that should not be missed. Fathers need encouragement today. I, I find a lot of discouraged fathers. Uh, in my priesthood and in the confessional and just in conversation where I can tell it's they need encouragement in their role and they need clarity sometimes. I mean, what is my role? Sometimes I, I'm treated as such that um, I'm only needed for my income or I'm only needed for sort of a sense of physical presence and that's it. You know, And that's so two-dimensional. It's not, it's not what a father's meant to be. He's meant to not only contribute those things but teach, form the mind of his children. You know, help their decision making, you know, teach them about faith and hope and charity, all those as well. But he does it in a different way than his his wife. It's it's they both do it. Right. But he does it in a different way that is um, that is really unique to him, too. It's it's unique. Mm -hmm. And that uniqueness is willed by God in that family context. He wants that to be what surrounds these beautiful children that he has wanted to come in. And I think what's something else that's important and and and. I want to back up just a second here because I'm going to be a grandpa 
later this All month right. for the first time. Praise the Lord. We're, we're just, you know, a week or so away from that. And, uh, you know, I was talking to my son, and, and you know, how, how you feeling? And he said, <laughs> nervous. He's, he's really nervous. And as I said about, you know, the birth and... He said, well, yeah, but mostly everything after that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's perfect. That's, that's, I said, yep, yeah, okay, good, good. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. That's exactly that's... what I, uh, what I want to hear. Um, but uh, uh, you mentioned about fatherhood being a director and, uh, you know, um, in the family and, and, and of children and of their path and, and uh, a guide and all the different roles that, that a father has. And what I try to instill in um, engaged couples when I meet with them, with, 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 the, uh, with the groom, is that um, that role isn't something you, you can choose to do or not. Your children are going to follow you. You're going to direct them. You're going to lead them. That's not something you can do or not do. Even by your absence, you're, you're directing and leading them a certain way. Um, but so make sure that the examples you're, you're, you're showing them, the, the words that you're using, the, the self-giving, you know, all of those things that you do, um, whether you like it or not or want the job or not, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Your kids are going to follow the direction that you put before them. So be mindful of that, you know, as, as the spiritual director of your family, the, the, the um, you know, and, and in many other ways, a, a director uh, of, of, of the family, um, it, it's just going to happen that your kids are going to follow you. So where do you want to lead them? Right. What do you want them to know about being a husband and about being a father and about being a good worker, an employee, uh, a community member, you know? What is it that you want them to learn? Because they're going to be watching and learning you whether you want them to or not. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> and when you want them to or not. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. They drink up example, don't mm-hmm. they? Yep. They are drinking it up um, in conscious and unconscious ways. They, they pick up everything you do. Mm-hmm. How you are with people. How you respond to people in, profit, in, in private afterwards. The conversation with them. Mm-hmm. Um, you can help direct how they even see what commercials are. I mean, right. yeah. Know, like, yeah. even yeah. down to the, the details of life, yeah. Yeah. go like, all right, you know, it's around five o'clock and there's a lot of, you know, commercials about food and pizza. <laughs> and it means pe- they're trying to get people to be reminded of their hunger mm-hmm. and go in that direction. You yeah. know, like, right. Right. Just to kind of form their minds so that they're not unwittingly watching these. Yes. Things, yes. You know, to kind of be and active not, and not unwittingly following something, following you know, something they, just they blindly. Yeah. 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 And, and your children are going to be watching dads. Um, what it is they laugh at. What mm-hmm. kind of jokes do they tell? What, what kind of company do they keep? Uh, and, and do they change their, um, their their own uh, morality based on whom they're they're with you know i totally. mean all of these things are are being observed and uh and you can't escape it <laughs> you can't escape yeah, it's and, and, th- and those that that try you know that fathers that are not present in their in their home and and that maybe leave or you know th- you you've taught your children something and you're continuing to teach them by your absence yeah they pick that up mm-hmm. and the, actually the great value of a father is found in his absence, uh, most concretely. Mm-hmm. Like, well, you know, if he's not there, there's a huge piece missing for these children. Yeah. And you look in prisons today, you'll find a ton of fatherless young men. Sure. You know? Sure. Young, sadly, very young sometimes. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
it's their story is of an absent father. Mm-hmm. And you, so you're saying something very valuable to that young person has been missing from yeah. the start sometimes or later on. And you see that value there. So then that, that becomes the question. So what does he provide then when he's there? Mm-hmm. Something else, mm-hmm. something of a presence that um, helps establish the child, protects it, of course, gives it that safety that is a basic human need they have. Um, and he provides a lot of that mm-hmm. that gives the child some internal and external stability that they deserve, really. They deserve right. it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. Like, well, we're built to, to, to need it and, and, to, and, to, to, and to deserve it, you know. And that's, we're, we're created by a father um, who wants us to be united with him, and that is we're created in his own image, so naturally we all want to be united with of course, God the Father, but also with our natural fathers as well, and our spiritual fathers, our our, our priests, and and uh, and others who who have that role. I mean, sometimes it's unfortunate. There's there's a, a widow or something. You know, a father is 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 missing for reasons other than you know choice or or, mm-hmm. or even um, deployed. You know, there, yes. there are many reasons that a father can be can be missing, and who fills that role? In the absence, I mean, the father can do as much as he can, um, but but you know, is it an uncle? Is it a grandpa? Is it the the parish pastor? You know, the priest, the the coach. You the know, coach, a, absolutely, a great, coaches do that. Yeah. A teacher. You know, uh, there there are so many um, uh, people other than other than men who have children. Those are not necessarily the only people who are fathers. Amen. Uh, it's there, there's a lot of people who fill that that role of fatherhood um and again uh sometimes they they fill it un, unwittingly mm-hmm. but they are doing it and so those kids are watching those men as well <laughs> they are they are observing what what's important to those men and how how those men lead their lives and so i think over the course of the next uh, uh couple of hours we'll we'll have an opportunity to talk more about you know look at fatherhood in, in different ways yes um uh, just uh just recently it was father's day and uh, I had a uh, opportunity to to preach at the the mass that day, and uh, we talked a little bit about the Father, not 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 the Father, God the Father, <laughs> the but deep, the, the father. other the Father and uh, Saint Joseph. And so I would like to talk a little bit more about that when we come back, and and uh, maybe talk a little bit about this uh, book by Father Donald uh, Calloway as well, the Consecration to Saint Joseph. So. Excellent right. book. We'll do that when we return. I'm Deacon Dan Goshi, along with Father Anthony Craig. We are broadcasting from St. Joseph Church in Crosby, Minnesota, on Real Presence Live. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. I'm Carrie Dew, Executive Director at Riverview Place Senior Living Community in Fargo. For over 35 years, we've been honored to nourish our residents in mind, body, and spirit. We offer a full calendar of activities, events, and faith-based programming, and the best food in town. Our independent and assisted living residents thrive in our warm, comfortable, and compassionate community. We'd love to meet you. Call Marin or Katie today at 701-237-4700 to line up a tour. In today's world, we are enslaved to addiction. I'm Father Chris Alar. Alcoholism, pornography, and drug abuse have become the master of millions of lives, maybe even your own. Addiction has led to countless deaths by overdose and suicide. 
So what can be done about it? Victims often explain they are searching to escape the troubles of this world, or they are trying to find a form of ecstasy. Unfortunately, these enslavers provide neither. The experience is only pseudo, a fleeting imitation of an authentic spiritual experience. There's only one true spiritual experience that can provide fulfillment, and when you find it, you will find hope. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. Choose the number one nursing program in the nation, the University of Mary. Of more than 2,000 nursing programs nationwide, Mary is ranked number one by the National Benchmarking Service Mountain Measurement. 100% of our graduates pass their certification on the first try. And eligible nursing students receive their senior year of tuition free. Choose the best nursing program in the nation. Check us out at umary.edu slash nursing. That's umary.edu slash nursing. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Broadcasting from St. Joseph Church in Crosby, Minnesota, I'm Deacon Dan Goshi along with Father Anthony Craig, and we continue our discussion on fatherhood uh, on Real Presence Live. It is a great topic to be about today. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I like it. I like it. So the uh, it's pretty popular, and and most people, uh, a lot of people that I know have already seen the book and read it and done it. It's uh, Consecration to Saint Joseph, the Wonders of Our Spiritual Father, written by um, Father Donald Calloway, and um, oh. In, uh, I got a phone call. Got oh, look at that. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, I think they say Donard in uh, Donard? Like Did they say Donard in Boston? I think in Boston. Yeah, Donard. 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 How are you, Donard? <laughs> Father Donald Calloway. <laughs> um, and it's a beautiful uh, uh, 33-day consecration, which is, a, which is something that... Um, I did for the first time. Is it a fairly new practice, this 33-day, I mean, this uh, consecration to St. Joseph or yes. through St. Joseph? It, it seems to be fairly new. However, devotion to him, obviously, sure, is much that, a that. bit earlier. But um, the consecration seems to have just come on the scene in a certain way to kind of foster that devotion. And I think it's timely, too. I think oh, yeah. the Holy Spirit yeah. has been doing this very clearly. You know, the 33 days to Jesus through Mary, by sure. the way, of St. Louis sure. de Montfort, has sure. been popularized yep. by St. John Paul II. But this, it kind of follows in its wake, mm-hmm. but also in, in the same vein, really, yes. to kind of lead you to marry to Jesus. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, it's a, a connection with our spiritual father, um, St. Joseph, and kind of to take him as the Lord of our house, so to speak, to watch over our house. And, and here we are in the year of St. Joseph, which never happened before in the history of the church. Yeah, that is so amazing. Isn't, isn't isn't, it? I mean, this timing is not coincidental. That, Correct. That, that Saint Joseph is is somebody we are learning more about right now, and uh, that the, that this is his year. Um, you know, there's 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 stuff at work. <laughs> uh, so, totally. There, Absolutely. There, it's moving to to help fill um, kind of a void in our spiritual life. Sometimes, you mm-hmm. know, to to have a new friend, the saint that uh, comes to us by God's providence um, to help us. You know. And there, there's so many things. I mean, I, I've had what I thought was a devotion to St. Joseph. I, I named my son Joseph because I wanted to, you know, and I would pray to, to St. Joseph to help me to be a good father, a good foster father when, I, when we were doing foster care. And, um, you know, I thought this is, this is very, 
this is very important. Um, a very important man and somebody I, I, whose help I need. But I didn't know squat, if I may <laughs> say that word, on the radio about this man um, uh, until I read this book. I mean, I, I knew things about him, but I didn't know so many details about him and, and, and new ways to think of him. And, and one of the things that, uh, that I was asked to talk about on this program, um, based on a homily I recently did, is have you ever thought about um, the all-powerful, almighty, all-authoritative God surrendering, surrendering his authority, and who was, who was he responsible to? Who'd, who had authority over God? Who was the king of the king of kings? St. Joseph was. You know, by, by his own, by, by God's own choice. Um, and I had never thought of St. Joseph in that way. You know, for some reason in my mind, I'm always, I always thought, you know, St. Joseph is sitting there thinking, you know, what, whatever you and Mary want to do is fine with me, whatever. You know, but, <laughs> but he, he was not a, a coward. He, he did not fail to lead his family. He rose to that occasion, a, a righteous, righteous and just man. So he was in good grace, you know, and, and had the will of the Father uh, in, in mind all the time and was fairly united with that will. And so he was able to, you know, lead in that way. But still... Um, Mary and, and Jesus did not do things that Joseph would not have wanted them to do. They sought his permission. They, they, they sought his uh, agreement. Um, even the naming of Joseph, it says in the Bible, Mary named him Jesus. Well, that came from a, somebody else. You know, I mean, the angel said, said to, to Mary, and, 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 uh, but Joseph, that baby would not have been named Jesus without Joseph saying, this is, this is, yeah, I'm, I'm on board with this. <laughs> totally. You know? His consent was yeah. necessary yeah, in right, that naming right. process. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And then we think of Jesus as the savior uh, of mankind. And what about the title of Joseph as the savior of the savior? Yes. When you, when you think about uh, um, Herod sending the, the soldiers to, to kill all the babies in, in Bethlehem and the angel appeared to or to Joseph in a dream and said you know you have to this is going to happen he god didn't stop it from happening joseph had the authority and had to make the choice to be obedient to god's will to remove mary and jesus from from this area to save him joseph saved the savior so in that way he was you know uh, when you look at at the man in this way you see more than just foster father of Jesus, which is a beautiful title on its own, mm -hmm. but king of the king of kings, uh, savior of the savior, protector of the one who saved us all. Egypt was not a, a great environment for this family to run to. Oh, no. Not a very hospitable place for them to live. Um, the journey itself was difficult. A couple who, of weeks. Who protected them on this journey? Who, who, uh, who cared for them? Who provided for them? Um, Joseph had to, and we often think also, uh, oftentimes people think of Joseph as an old man, you know, and how, how could that, we don't know. It's not, it's not anywhere documented where we are required, required to, to uh, accept a certain teaching on his age, but how could he have been an old man <laughs> and go to Egypt and then go to uh, Israel uh, how, or Jerusalem, how many times uh, a year, three times a year, you know, to, to worship and sacrifice and, and make that journey, protecting and providing for his family the whole time. They often uh, ascribe this, uh, an aged uh, figure for St. Joseph because of his chastity, 
because of, of his, you know, keeping Mary virgin, as though, you know, he didn't have the, uh, the virtue. Instead, he was limited right. by his age, you right. know, so he had no choice. No, he had a choice. Oh, he did. And he was virtuous. Mm-hmm. And he practiced chastity. There's, there's um, understanding that he had made um, a vow of chastity for his whole life, long before he ever met the Blessed Virgin. Even at the age of twelve, one one mystic says that you know that that's where she just that's what she had had learned. Um, that at that age, before Mary and Joseph were ever betrothed, they had each already taken this vow of chastity. When uh, Joseph discovers Mary is pregnant, you know, and he, the Bible uses the word divorce. I think there's a, there's a better word, a better translation. Um, he decides to divorce her quietly. He decides to separate himself from this. Why was that? Was he upset at Mary? Did he not trust her? Or did he know full well that this was the virgin birth? Who, who, he knew whose son this was. Um, and he wanted to remove himself because he didn't want to complicate or confuse anybody from understanding where this child came from. That he wasn't trying to separate himself from Mary and, and the new baby um, because of shame or because of anger or because of mistrust. He was saying, this is big. People need to know that I am not the natural father of this child, that this child is from God and he's the savior, the, the long-awaited one. Um, and he removes him, wants to remove himself for that reason, in, in complete anguish, in complete sorrow, in complete devastated uh, uh, nature of life that he, he thought, you know, I want to be <laughs> with Mary, I want to be with this, but I'm not worthy. You know? And that, those were the reasons, uh, perhaps, that, that he stepped aside or, or was desiring to step aside until the Lord reassured him, you know, no, you You've got the right idea. This child is from the Holy Spirit, and and do not be afraid to take her into your home. And so um, that 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 was God's will. And when he found out that was God's will, he did it. Yes, he did it. The ceremony will take place. It will happen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, you will be married. Yeah. <laughs> right. And, and so when we think of fatherhood, and we think of of Saint Joseph, um, you know, it would be really helpful for us to consider him. Not just the foster father of Jesus, but his father. He had that role. He played the role of father. Not foster father, not temporary father. He played the role of father to Jesus. He played the role of husband to Mary, though they had, didn't have relations. Was he less of a husband? No. He was the husband of that, of that union. He was the father of that family and of that, of that son. And so um, there's so many things in this book by Donard, <laughs> Father, Donald, Donald, Father, Donald. Father Donald Calloway, um, that, that reading and discovering um, different ways of thinking about St. Joseph, and I use the term twice in my homily, it blew me away. I just, and, and, and when I have told other people about this, they have said that they heard from somebody else who read the book the same, the same words. It blew me away. What St. Joseph was like, who he must have been, uh, who he is for us now, the terror of demons. I mean, if, yeah. if, if the Almighty surrenders authority to this man and is obedient to him, how much more so must the, the, the demonic world, Satan and his followers, fear the man? The terror of demons, St. Joseph. Um, you know, I, I, I'm a little bit dumbfounded when I, when I talk about this, but I strongly encourage, and I think we have... We, 
I think the copies came, didn't they? They did. We, we ordered some for our parish. <laughs> they just got the order in before just, they got sold. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, I don't I, know if it's sold out, but it's yeah, like it's, but it's going. It's fast. difficult to get. It's called Consecration to Saint Joseph, and it is again uh, written by Father Donald Calloway. Um, there are several dates. The next one that they recommend, where you could start this thirty-three day consecration, is I believe July. Uh, 16th, is that the date? Yep. And then the uh, consecration day would be August 17th, the uh, Feast of Our Lady of Knock. There's there's talk in here about the importance of St. Joseph uh, on in that feast. Um, I love the story of the, the Loretto house. Yeah. Yeah. Am I saying it right? The yes, Loretto house? Yeah. The house that, that perhaps, the, the well, we, we believe that uh, Mary and Joseph and Jesus lived in was picked up off its foundation by angels and moved three times? Three times. Three times? No more, no less. Or was it four? I don't remember. Um, in, in just a, a matter of months or years, just a few years, and, and to, to where it is right now, the studies that were done, you know, I don't know how this house ended up here. People discovered it, and they did the, the science over time and the research. No, it was from this area was from nazareth and and the foundation has the exact same measurements and dimension that the house is sitting at now and then it's moved again to another place and moved again to another place and um and for good reason so i mean there, there's just wonderful things uh, in this book and i just strongly encourage consecration to saint joseph by father donald calloway read it's, it and do it get one if you don't have one if you don't have one get one get one all right <laughs> So, uh, what is a Catholic father's role in the life of his family and the church? We'll be discussing this more as we uh, return to Real Presence Live in just a moment. I'm Deacon Dan Goshi, along with Father Anthony Craig, broadcasting live from St. Joseph Church in Crosby, Minnesota. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 